old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. And before I keep going for this special episode, let me bring in my co-host on the pod and in life. You can find her on Twitter at jmark's wife. You can call her Murr. Murr, how you doing today? I am doing great. It is a Whiskey Wednesday. It is Whiskey Wednesday. Which means we're giving you a Whiskey Wednesday episode, and I'm really excited very, very, very excited for our guest. Yes, we've teased that we have a special interview and we have that coming up very soon. But I just have to say we poured these whiskeys, put them on the desk for the tasting, and they smell really good. They do. I, I want to start <laughs> drinking them now. I will res- I will show some uh, restraint and wait, but they smell very good. We're drinking earlier than we've ever drank on a whiskey Wednesday. <laughs> I like it. I like it. This is goals. Now we've drinking early we're drinking earlier than we have on Whiskey Wednesday so far. Don't limit ourselves. Oh my gosh, Justin, <laughs> what is wrong with you? You know, in college I used to say you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Nothing. I, I can't tell our listeners how many times I heard that um when we were dating. <laughs> well, I wasn't wrong, was I? However, I will say my new saying is I ain't as good as I once was. I don't recover like I used to if I drink hard. I cannot drink heavy anymore. We are not... Okay, our Whiskey Wednesday is not like an all-out whiskey fest No, (laughs) we we control our drinking quite well. Surprising to maybe some of you that are listening to this thinking we just sit around drinking whiskey all the time. That is not the case. Uh, Very rare occasions do we drink more, I guess, than just a little glass of whiskey or something. Should we do some history now, or do we just jump right into our interview? You know, I think we need, we better get right in. We we have got this uh, before we <laughs> before get too far. Yeah, we are like derailing here. Let's let's jump in. I'm really excited to bring our guest in, and we're ready. Let's do this. Just real quick before we do, real quick, I have to get us paid, of course. So I want to give out a shout out to our sponsors. 
And that starts with EdgeBoost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with EdgeBoost, the world's first Bet Now Pay Later Visa card. Similar to a Buy Now Pay Later program like Affirm and Afterpay, EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your Edge account and EdgeBoost will match the, the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. With this special offer, the first 500 SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit and the next 2,500 will start at $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use only valid in legal gambling states. Problem call gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, we uh, previously reviewed Uncle Nearest, and we've kind of let you know that we're going to have a big guest on, so we're excited for this, and the day is finally here. Our guest is the first and only African-American female master blender. She is the great-great-granddaughter to Nathan Nearest Green, and she is the one and only award-winning Victoria Edie Butler, Victoria, welcome to our show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I've been looking forward to this one, so I'm, I'm excited. We are definitely excited to have you with us. Yes, we're super excited, and we're excited to talk with Whiskey, and thank you so much for making time for old-fashioned football. But before we get to Whiskey, you are a Titans super fan, correct? I am. I am. Um, as I said before, we got started with the recording. They make me so mad, but 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 I'm sticking <laughs> with them. I'm I'm sticking with them. Yeah, you have to. Uh, as Bears fans, we completely understand good years and bad years. But we have yes, a couple NFL yes. and yeah, we have a couple NFL related questions to run by you real quick. And we'll start with the the kind of the most important position in football. It seems like quarterback. The Titans have Ryan Tannehill who has been there for a little bit last year, they drafted Malik Willis, but I wonder if maybe they're questioning if he's the answer. Cause they drafted will Levis out of Kentucky. What are your thoughts on uh, the rookie quarterback? Will Levis? You know, I don't know a whole lot about him. I don't watch a lot of Kentucky football. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy college football when I get an opportunity to to stand in front of the television, but I don't know a lot about him. I did read about him um, uh, after the the rookie weekend camp. Um, Mm -hmm. Some were saying he was very impressive, had an impressive Mm -hmm. showing, but it was too soon to uh, jump on the bag wagon of being his hype hype man. So, um, I, I know he has some impressive numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, in my opinion, the Titans are definitely in need of some strength, some um, some help in the quarterback position. So, if he can bring that, I will be cheering him on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, personally, I thought I really wanted them to draft Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee College just because yes, that would be great to yeah, I bet. I thought it'd be great to keep him in the state. And I think he's a very mm-hmm. good quarterback. I know he had the injury he's recovering from, but with Ryan Tannehill there, he could have recovered uh, while he learned the offense. Absolutely. Um, that's who I was rooting for, but it didn't happen. Um, I, I'm assuming that that the coaching staff with the Titans, they have, uh, they have a plan in place. And um, mm-hmm. 
I'm trying my best to um, support the process. <laughs> there you and go. stay positive. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on Derrick Henry. He's sort of been kind of the face of the franchise for the Titans for some time. And there are some rumors out there that this might be his last year. They did draft um Tajay Spears. Yeah. And I don't know what that means for Henry, but what do you think of Derrick Henry? And would you be sad if he parted ways from the Titans? Heartbroken. I'd be heartbroken. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I understand too that it's a business, but um, mm -hmm. uh, I am definitely a Derrick Henry fan. Um, Me too. He has played really hard for the Titans. Um, mm -hmm. He is a stand-up guy on and off the field from everything that I've heard and seen about him. Um, I think he does leave it all on the field every single Sunday that, that he plays. So I'm Agreed. a huge fan and I would be, I would be uh, heartbroken uh, if he, if he were uh, traded. Um, but I also understand that, 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 you know, football in the NFL is a business. So, um, I was heartbroken years ago when, when they let Steve McNair go, you know, oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. so there have been, been over the years, I have had heartbreak with the Titans, <laughs> but, um, you know, there's, there's a business aspect to it. So while I would certainly hate to see Derrick Henry in, in someone else's uniform, um, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I even if he leaves. I hope they bring him back to retire as a Titan. Even oh, absolutely! He, is, he has been yeah. an outstanding um, mm -hmm. uh, player for the Tennessee Titans. For sure. Now, as Bears fans, especially me, I always have the highest expectations. They usually never meet them, but I always have high expectations. What are your expectations for the Titans this year? You know, um, I try not to get my hopes up too high. I, I you know, the last <laughs> couple of years. Um, especially season before last, I expected, really expected a whole lot and they did well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I expected that we would have gone further. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, this upcoming season, um, I, 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 I've really, I really haven't put any expectations on it. Um, just right now, hoping, hoping for, for the best, we're kind of rebuilding uh, in a sense, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, um, while it would be awesome to go all the way, that is the ultimate goal every year. Sure. Um, I I'm, I'm not anticipating that, but, um, it sure would be good to sit in the stands on those home games and walk away with the win every single Sunday. Right. Um, Absolutely. so I'm, I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, that we certainly do walk away with a bunch of at least home game wins. Um, mm -hmm. And I hope we fare well uh, when we make our huge um, entrance into London in October. So yeah. I'm hoping that that goes well. And, um, you know, I'm a season ticket holder, you know. Um, I was just going to ask you, do you attend a lot of home games? Every single one, you know. Oh, that is I amazing. Try try real hard not to schedule work on those weekends. Um, I typically don't work on Sunday anyway, but yeah, I'm a season ticket holder. Um, and, uh, 
tailgate every home game and all that good stuff. I'm I'm a, I'm a diehard fan, right? So yes. uh, <laughs> on those Sundays when we walk away with the L, you know, it's a long walk to the car. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping I'm hoping for um, some happier times on those Sunday afternoons when yes. we stadium. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the division is it's kind of filled with younger quarterbacks. I mean, the yeah. Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence in his third year. The the Colts just drafted Anthony Richardson. The Texan Texans drafted C.J. Stroud, mm -hmm. and then yeah. Titans with Will Levis. So, I really feel in the next couple of years this division could flip flop between a lot of them just because of the young talent that they've all brought in. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. So it will be uh, fun to see how it plays out. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the Titans, you know, um, sometimes, you know, when, when, when they're making their choices, I'm not sure why they make them the way they do. Uh, um, cause me a little bit of heartburn and a little bit of cussing, but uh, we'll, get, we'll get through it, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And do you, I have to ask because everyone we've brought on the show, I mean, we're a fantasy football podcast. Do you play any fantasy football? I don't. I don't. Now, when I was with the government, uh, we would do mm -hmm. a pool in the office. Mm -hmm. And okay. so I got involved then. And um, but in the last five years or so, I have not done fantasy football. I have a, a, a um, some of my girlfriends are really big in it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I listen to them moan and groan about it. And uh, <laughs> And then also cheer about it as well. So I, I am familiar with it, but I'm not an active participant anymore. All righty. Well, thanks for asking our or answering our football questions. Not yeah, yeah, I love football. I think you know, from August to to uh, February, it's my favorite time of year. Um, yeah. I have been a huge football fan for as long as I can remember. I have five brothers, and. Um, okay. And, and of course they all enjoyed uh, football. And after I got older, I really learned the positions and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. um, so I just love Sunday afternoons and, and, and Saturday afternoons too, uh, watching college football. Um, mm -hmm. I have one son and um, he is a diehard Cowboys fan. Oh, and so we fight and fuss and um, we laugh and, and, and cut up about it as well. Um, so, you know, the Titans played the Cowboys last season mm -hmm. and uh, it was during a time that it was predicted to be extremely cold. And um, so I gave him my seats and then somebody oh. gave me seats and I was like, oh, my God, uh, I wasn't even going to go to the game, you know. But I wound up going and uh, had a really good time. Um, but I had to listen to my son give me a hard time about it afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. um, but but the football, the football gene, the the joy of football runs deep in my family. So um, I'm always looking forward to the fall and into the winter to sit behind the TV or be in a stadium somewhere uh, watching a good 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 game of football. Absolutely. 
Love that. Before we keep going, I got to get us paid one more time. I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. But that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements that's right say you uh, go down to the the uncle nearest the nearest green distillery and uh, you have a little too much whiskey and forget where you put your glasses you go back the next day and they got stepped on accidentally they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked doesn't matter how much whiskey you had Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well. With shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the 500 Shady May contest. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. Now back to old fashioned football. So we're going to switch kind of to whiskey and the distillery just for some background. We gave it on when we reviewed it, but a little more, I guess, um, deep dive into it. I was reading that the distillery started in well, in 2016, Fawn Weaver went to Tennessee to interview Near Screen's descendants for a book project, and Weaver's work helped reveal the history of the Jack Daniel Distillery, including Near Screen as its first master distiller and mentor to young Jack Daniel, inspiring her to found and launch the Near Screen Distillery and the Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey brand in 2017. Can you tell us what it was like having Fawn Weaver reach out to you to ask you to become a part of the distillery and join uncle nearest? Well, yeah. Um, as you just said, the brand launched in 2017 mm-hmm. and in late 2018, I think it may have even been December, 2018. Um, Fawn and I started talking about me joining the team. I was reaching the time that I was going to retire from the federal government. Mm-hmm. And, um, she knew that, uh, because she, you know, she talked to my family all the time. Fawn and I at that time didn't talk a whole lot because, you know, I was busy working. She was busy working. Um, I didn't live in Lynchburg, still don't, haven't lived in Lynchburg. Um, oh my God, since 79, since 80. Um, and so I wasn't around a lot with the family in regards to, uh, Fawn when she was doing her research, but of course I knew who she was, what she was doing, the whole nine yards and, um, was very supportive of the brand and, and the initiative that that um, that she had set out on. And so when she approached me about joining the team, um, it was a yes, of course, for me. Uh, sure. How could I not um, uh, say yes to being a part of continuing my great-great-grandfather's legacy? And so... Um, it wasn't, it really wasn't any hesitation at all. She and I talked and we talked a couple of times and um, the answer was was almost an immediate yes for me. Very nice. So you went from your federal job and transitioned 
kind of from an administrative role with the Nearest Green Found Foundation to becoming Master Whiskey Blender. What was that learning curve like for you? Oddly enough, um, it was almost seamless. Really? Uh, I didn't I didn't realize then when I did my, you know, blended that first batch, uh, again, saying yes to Fawn when she asked me to do the unthinkable. Uh, or the impossible, <laughs> but I, I didn't. I did not realize then that what my great great grandfather carried uh, in regards to uh, distilling, making whiskey, that that blood runs through my veins, and um, whiskey is just you know it's just in my blood. So the learning curve was was uh, basically seamless. Uh, yes, there were nerves on that first day of blending and even a little uneasiness the second time that I blended. Uh, crazy thing is the first time that I blended, Fawn and her husband Keith and, and um, some other team members were there in the room as well. The next time that I blended after the the, the our 1884 small batch hit, hit the market in July, of 2019 and we started you know winning awards with it right out the gate gold double gold best in class uh, fawn was pretty confident right and so she asked <laughs> me to blend it again she entrusted a great deal of she, she put a great deal of trust into what i was capable of doing and crazy thing is she didn't she didn't even come to the next blending session and has not been back since oh nice uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, thankfully things have, have turned out well, and um, I have leaned into my lineage and embraced the talent that I have been gifted with. And um, I am just grateful, uh, extremely grateful every day that I get to do what I do all in the name of ensuring uh, that my great great grandfather's legacy is cemented in history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you kind of already answered my next question about like kind of what it it means to you to be a part of Uncle Nearest and carry on your family legacy. But one thing I want like our listeners to know, um, kind of going back to the history of how Tennessee whiskey came about, Nearest Green was the first known African American distiller, and it's said that he perfected what became known as the Lincoln County process, where whiskey is filtered through sugar maple charcoal prior to being aged in char charred oak barrels, yes. which is essentially the Tennessee whiskey process. Like that yes. is how Tennessee whiskey, what makes Tennessee whiskey a Tennessee whiskey. Absolutely. And that all started with your great, great grandfather. And I just think Absolutely. that that's Absolutely. amazing. I am extremely, extremely yeah, I'm extremely proud of that. Uh, mm -hmm. I've always known, uh, um, growing up, my grandmother, near screen's granddaughter, uh, mm -hmm. made sure that the family knew um, our, our heritage, you know, and she was very mm -hmm. proud to be his granddaughter, as I am proud to be his great-great-granddaughter. Uh, but I did not know until I joined the team and Fawn did... Uh, the deep dive into um, Nears's, um history that he was um, and is rather the godfather mm -hmm. of Tennessee whiskey. Yes. Without that um, innovation in his hands, um, I'm not sure Tennessee whiskey would have ever come about. So 
Um, I'm really, I'm really proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that in 2013, the governor of Tennessee thought enough of it that um, he signed into law any whiskey designed to be Tennessee whiskey has to meet all the qualifications for bourbon. It has to be made in Tennessee and it must adhere to the Lincoln County process. And so for us, um, that makes, um, without a doubt, makes Nears Green the godfather of Tennessee whiskey. No, absolutely. Yes. You know, we've we've done a lot of whiskeys and every episode we kind of research the distillery, the history behind the whiskey. And this is, I guess, the most rich history and fascinating history out of any of them we have done. It's just amazing to kind of learn where it came from. Um, yeah. and, and I'm happy that we learned that because mm -hmm. it's something that I didn't I didn't even know. And so I'm excited to kind of maybe use our platform a little bit to help you guys let other people that might not know, like, hey, this all started with, yeah. with your family, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we appreciate that. You know, every opportunity that I have to share with who, whomever will listen, mm -hmm. uh, I, I want them to know who Nearest is and, and what his contribution was and that it, um, it didn't stop in 1856 that it is alive and well today. And yeah. um, we are um, uh, always grateful for the opportunity to, to, to share that, share that information with folks who don't know. Absolutely. So I got to ask, what's your favorite part of being a master whiskey blender and just working with whiskey in general? You know, um, it's funny. Yesterday I was blending some whiskey and I was sitting and talking, um, um, in between with our um, Ballin House manager. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him that um, I, I love every aspect of, aspect of what I'm doing. Um, the smell of whiskey is just, it's just wonderful to me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the opportunity to, um, you know, have this incredible uh, responsibility um, to blend this the, the the premium product that we uh, put out on the market. Um, I love it. I love that I have the creativity and the space to do that. Um, that um, Fawn has entrusted me um, to continue to to do what is best in regards to our whiskey um, for our consumers for our whiskey family. Um, it's exciting. Every time that I blend, it's exciting. Um, every time that I get to share about what I do, it's exciting. Uh, every time that I have the opportunity to uh, shake hands and, and hug people as they walk through the door at the distillery, um, given the fact that I am the master blender and near screen's great, great granddaughter, um, I embrace every bit of it. Um, I had no idea when I started this journey uh, with Fawn Weaver that um, I would be in this space today, but I love it. I, I, I really do. I'm grateful. And um, in spite of all the accolades and the awards, uh, I am a humble woman. Uh, it is not about me. It is about Nears Green and it will always be, you know, it, it will always be about Nears Green. But I'm having a good time. I really am. <laughs> I'm, having a, 
I'm having yeah. one hell of a good time doing this, <laughs> uh, making, you know, blending the whiskey and talking to people about it. I love it. Very cool. Can you tell us like what goes into blending whiskey? Like what is that process for you? Well, my process, I understand uh, just from talking to others is a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. I think some have even changed now that I've been doing it this way. They're doing it this, doing it the way I do it as well. But I start out with a slate of samples mm -hmm. at barrel proof and I uh, taste um, sample at barrel proof and mm -hmm. then I blend and then, um, uh, you know, I make the selection of what I want to blend and then it is reduced down. I, I taste again, sample again. If it's not where I want it, then you go back, you know, put a little bit more of this, a little more of that, and uh, blend again, reduce down again. But I always done it cast strength, then, then reduce down. Um, we put very little water in our whiskey. I'm very proud of that. We don't proof up high, and, you know, start up high and then uh, water it down. Um, mm -hmm. I, that lends to it being a premium product. Uh, very little water goes in. Uh, it's like making a um, uh, this beautiful cake and you're trying to decide, do I put a pinch of this with a pinch of that to make it unique mm -hmm. and beautiful? Um, that's what blending is like um, for me. I uh, My process is um, I don't eat or drink while blending. And I do not spit out the product uh, while I'm doing it. Uh, one of the things that I've always focused on is the finish. And my thought the very first day is, uh, if I spit it out, how will I know what the finish is like? And so I don't, I don't spit it out. I, I, I drink it all. And uh, I decide if I want to put you know, A with B or, or B with, with D or, and blend and mix and till I get what I believe to be the best um, of the best of the samples that I have before me. Very cool. It is really neat. Yeah. So um, multiple people, by the way, if you ever need help sampling, we'll drive down there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we have the qualifications to yeah, no qualifications, blend it, but, but... We'll still help but you can certainly taste it out. Yes. <laughs> so uh, multiple, multiple people that I know, and mainly I have to say they're kind of labeled as bourbon snobs, have said they aren't a huge fan of Tennessee whiskey, which is interesting because Tennessee whiskey kind of starts as bourbon, but, or really they don't like anything aside from bourbon, but every one of them, when I mention uncle nearest, they go, Oh, except for uncle nearest. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that when these people they're set on, I only like bourbons, but uncle nearest is their exception. I, I think it's because we are a premium whiskey. Mm -hmm. You know, we take our, our um, whiskey through a different process than other Tennessee whiskey makers do. And we established ourselves as a premium whiskey uh, when we launched in 2017. So I think it's because of the process, the full process, starting with the ingredients, you know, with the mash bill, all the way through um, until it is, is bottled. Um, we just take extremely good care of the product and we do it at, just at an extreme level, uh, 
our our chief business officer's birthday was last Friday, and we sent her this humongous bouquet of flowers, right? And so she sent a note and fond, you know, thanking thanking us. And and I made the comment how beautiful the where they were. And Fawn mm-hmm. said, you know, we do things big around these parts, right? Yeah. And so uh, that kind of stuck with me in regards to our whiskey. We do things premium around mm-hmm. these parts. And so I think that I, it's not a think. I know that sets us apart from any other any other brand. Sure. You know, you talked about we've made mention that Uncle Nearest has won a lot of awards, mm-hmm. um, especially in the past several years. Is there any particular award that is more significant to you or means more to you than others that Uncle Nearest has received? Well, um, you know, I, I, I am appreciative of every um, every award that that our, our brand receives. And I am uh, definitely a, appreciative of those that I have received as Master Blender. I have received Master Blender of the Year four times over. Um, I'm extremely proud of the fact to be the first person of color uh, to win that award. Uh, frankly, it's been far, you know, it took far too long for that to happen, but I'm glad that it did. And then, um, I received back to back award from the icons of whiskey, whiskey magazine as their master blender of the year, um, in 2022, I won in 2021 and, and again in 2022. So I'm extremely proud of, of, of those two, but again, um, for me, it's all about shining a light on the brand overall. While it's a personal uh, accolade, uh, it's really about the brand as a whole. So every award that I win, every award that the brand wins, um, it, it is just another opportunity to shine a light on our brand and uh, near screen. So we have a lot of college football fans that listen and with college football comes the HBCU legacy bowl, which is a bowl yeah. game featuring some of the NFL draft eligible players from historically black colleges and universities. Now you guys recently did some work with the HBCU. Can you talk a little bit about that uh, fundraising effort? Oh, absolutely. So um, as you and probably everyone else knows our historically black colleges and universities are underfunded. Um, mm-hmm. uh, They turn out some outstanding uh, human beings from those um, institutions, yet um, they have a hard time with funding. And so um, our CEO, being a woman who is always looking to bridge the gap and to help those who um, are in need, she felt the need for us as a brand to step in and try to do something about those, you know, our HBCUs. And so she decided that we would launch this, this HBCU old fashioned challenge and uh, where we were um, raising $1 million that would be divided from the top. I can't remember the top 10 or 11 HBCUs mm-hmm. in our country. Uh, and, 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 and if you've been following us for any time at all, uh, you know, if we decide to do something, it's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, while an announcement has not been been made yet, you already know what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
If we if we said we were going to do it, it's going to happen. So it was the first time for us to um, to take on such an initiative. And I, I, it was really fun to do. It was, you know, a lot of uh, interaction with our uh, partners in our um, own and off premise and, and, and our whiskey family throughout the country um, because they could take a picture of them after they've made or while making or drinking an uncle nearest old fashioned and um, a dollar went towards the challenge for everyone that posted and tagged us in those. So it was a whole lot of fun. And, and we hope that um, other brands will follow and do something similar, if not the same, uh, we'll definitely be doing it again and, and continuing to support our, our HBCUs in that fashion and, and maybe other fashions as well. Absolutely. And if you guys do that again, please let us know because we'd love to help promote it on our yes. podcast. Oh, no, absolutely. Same thing. Yeah. That would be fun. Absolutely. Yeah, our, absolutely. Sure Thank you listeners. for saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm sure our listeners would love to take part in that and get their photos submitted as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely, definitely let you know. It'll be announced. Uh, you guys follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. We'll a big announcement. It'll probably kick off like it did this year doing Black History Month or maybe towards the end and roll on over into women's history month and uh, we'll make something happen again. Perfect. (laughs) Now we um, gave our listeners the opportunity to send in some questions because we've let them all know we're going to be having you on our show. (laughs) Yeah. And one of our listeners, Zach Avello, um, he sent us some questions and he actually lives near the distillery. And one of his questions was he wanted to know, when he can expect some new shows at the new entertainment venue that's being built there. He's like I said, he lives near there. He's been seeing it be built and he's just curious on when that's going to open. It is open. We it is we, open. We cut, okay. the, we cut the ribbon or uh, Keith Weaver uh, cut mm-hmm. the ribbon to the uh, longest bar in the world here. Here it, it is mm-hmm. here at the nearest green distillery. It's called Humble Baron. Uh, I can't remember the date actually, but we've probably been open at least five, six, seven weeks. Well, we need to uh, tell Zach. Like, yeah. what are you doing if you live yeah, over Zach, there? We have, live, over there. we have live music every Friday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. Sunday. We have a gospel brunch every Sunday. So oh, nice. tell, tell Zach we have stuff going on for almost two months now. <laughs> okay. We'll send him over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, so my first time trying Uncle Nearest, one of our listeners actually sent it in because they had they had heard about the history and they they really liked the whiskey. So they they actually sent it to us and said that we think you should review this on the show, and that was really interesting. And then, like I said, diving into the history was just amazing. However, so one of the other questions: since Jack Daniel learned to make whiskey from Nearest Green, is there any relationship between the two distilleries or any collaborations between the two today? Uh, well, we have a good relationship with the folks at, at Brown Foreman, Jack Daniel Distillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we just wrapped up uh, the first, um, it was, I, I, I always get the name mixed up, Rise of the Summit. It was for uh, Spirit Summit, the first of its kind. Okay. Um, and it was um, held in with the, the nearest and Jack advancement initiative. I think it, that initiative started about 
four years ago, maybe three okay. years ago, where each each brand, each company um, committed five million dollars um, oh, to uh, go towards uh, this initiative. And so the, the, the committee from the Nearson Jack Advancement Committee um, kicked off this and it was kind of the brainchild of, of them. And then our CEO, Fawn Weaver, jumped in and um, put her uh, awesome touch on it as she only, only she can do and brought in people from across the country to it. So um, people, BIPOC by, by um, brands, would have exposure to uh, potential investors, bankers. Um, they did a, a beautiful, huge brand fair. All of that was held here at the Nearest Green Distillery. Uh, we kicked off at the Jack Daniel Distillery on um, the night before. Uh, it was, a, you know, a social hour, Fawn addressed the crowd. Um, the president at, at Brown Foreman addressed the crowd. It was a beautiful thing. And so, yeah, we do have a relationship with the uh, folks at Brown Foreman. Uh, we have a very good relationship with them. Um, there is no competition. Uh, <laughs> folks folks are, are itching to know that. We have carved out our own space yeah. uh, in the spirits industry. And we are going at our own pace. Um, which uh, if you follow us at all, you know that that pace is accelerated. Yeah. It's always, it is always done in the spirit of excellence. Mm -hmm. uh, given the fact that we are the fastest growing um, spirits brand in history, I think we've done okay. Absolutely. You definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for answering those questions. Um, I know you got about 10 minutes left. Would you mind really quick kind of walking us through some of these that we have to taste if you have time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we were sent the 1856 and the rye. Oh, we wow. previously, yeah, we had the 1884, and that's the one we've reviewed on our show previously, which is excellent. Mm -hmm. um, but we have not tried the 1856 or the rye before. So, so we're let's really start with the 1856. Okay. And I'm going to assume that you guys have not drank whiskey today. We and we're going to do we it not. the way I like to do it. You know, everybody kind of has their way of, of, mm -hmm. of doing a whiskey taste. And one thing to always be mindful of is that we are individuals. And so mm -hmm. what I m might get off of the 1856 in regards to my palate, my, you know, um, the finish, that might, ne might not necessarily be what you get. Yeah. Um, I do think you will have similar things, flavor, flavor profile, but it doesn't have to be exact, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's bring your glass up to your mouth. Okay. <laughs> open your mouth up just slightly and kind of fan your glass back and forth across your nose. This is to awaken your senses to... Take in a 100 proof whiskey. Sure. And then I want you to just take a small sip and kind of work it around in your mouth um, to engage your your senses there. You know, for 100 proof, it's very smooth. It's extremely smooth. <laughs> I think usually you think 100 proof, you think it's not going to be as smooth, but it's 
that goes down very easy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's very warming. Yeah, it is. Warming, now, if you'll taste it again, now that you have mm-hmm. engaged your palate, you'll find that it the flavor profile is probably completely changed. Mm-hmm. Mm. It has. I am somebody who always likes to try like three sips mm-hmm. to get the full. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was very good. So what it's, do you get out of it? I'm trying what, to, what are you tasting? Yeah. It so, finishes a little sweet to me. I didn't say I get a lot of sweetness. I just can't put my finger on what mm-hmm. the what it's comparable to, but there's definitely a nice mm-hmm. sweetness to it. And oaky at the start, like a little, I don't know. I feel like oak hits me at the beginning. Yeah. Taking a pause so I can try it again. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? I think it's very good. Yeah, that it has a sweet finish to me, a very sweet finish. From the sugar. <laughs> Are you getting any spice? I did initially. It seems like it's getting sweeter as I'm taking yes, sips of it. Yes, I noticed on my third. Um, I also, I get a lot of oak from it, from the initial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of oak. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the- for me, you know, there's a lot of earthiness, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like on the palate. Even yes. tobacco, some hay, um, and then on the palate, there's some mm-hmm. caramel and nuttiness. Are y'all getting that? Yeah, definitely the caramel. That's the, the, the car- yeah. yeah, I get the and then caramel from the sweet. Sometimes I think, you know, like my taste buds are telling me something, but I don't know exactly what uh, it yeah. is. That <laughs> yeah. Now that you said tobacco... Uh-huh. I'm really getting some of those underlying tobacco flavors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't slip, sip like a 100 proof whiskey to me. Not at no, all. No, no, it does not. It is very good. That's the thing, I like it. Yeah, that's the thing that stood out to me right away is like, it's it's much smoother than you mm-hmm. expect when you're like, oh, I'm going to try this 100 proof. Yes, yes. We've had some 100 proofs. It's just all like <laughs> burn. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. This is very warming and... I always say that the finish is, um, it's really inviting. It kind of beckons you to drink mm-hmm. more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's strong, but it's not pungent. It doesn't throw you back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like this would, because of its strength, this would definitely hold up very well in an old fashioned. Oh, yes, it yeah. does. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Kind of the more whiskeys we taste, it's like some of them. It's like that doesn't have enough flavoring to it to stand out on its own mm-hmm. in a mixed drink. It's mm-hmm. only a sipping, and um, there's others that really all I want to do is just mix them. I don't want to drink them on their own. But this mm-hmm. is like, honestly, it's a perfect balance because sipping it, it's there's no burn. But it's got a nice flavor, but it also feels like it would really hold up in a mixed drink as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. So let me tell you a little bit about the rye. You've got the 100 proof rye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. our, our rye is the only expression that um, is not our product from start to finish, right? When, okay. we, when we launched the brand in 2017, we were sourcing whiskey. Uh, as of mm-hmm. last year, we no longer source um, any of our whiskey except for the rye okay. uh, or any of our expressions, rather, except for the rye. Mm-hmm. And the reason why uh, our rye is sourced and probably always will be is because uh, rye does not grow uh, well for making whiskey in Tennessee. It comes mm-hmm. up with wild onions 
And so it's just mm -hmm. not conducive in regards to making um in in regards to making good good ride a drink. And so the ride that you have there, it was an experiment out of Canada, really. And it was done with American specs. Mm -hmm. Um we liked it and bought everything they had. It was then shipped to uh, it was shipped to New York where it aged for four years and then shipped to our distillery here in Chevyville where it was rebarreled and used 1884 and 1856 um, uh, premium whiskey barrels. Mm -hmm. And then um, it matured or aged for another 30 days before um, I tasted it for um, for blending. Uh, actually, it wasn't blended before I tasted it to see if it was what we wanted it to be. So it is 100% uh, percent rye. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I tell people we may have messed up because uh, I think that we had the, we raised the bar up too high. <laughs> and now we, we've got to match that, right? Yeah. And so um, when we when we introduced the rye uh, to our whiskey uh, family, um, everybody has gravitated and really, really enjoyed it. Even, even those folks who say they don't like rye, the response mm -hmm. has been quite wonderful. And it has been dubbed the bourbon lover rye. So, okay. you know, if you've drank rye at all, you know, rye is usually pretty heavy on spice. Mm -hmm. uh, our rye has a beautiful balance between sweetness and spiciness. And I think rebarreling it for those 30 days is what changed the whole whole thing. So uh, y'all take a sip and tell me what you think. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's got... Great a lot flavor. of flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and the mouthfeel on it. I think the mouthfeel on that rye mm -hmm. is so delicious. It just, it feels good in your mouth. It does. Yeah. I have become you know, a huge velvety. rye fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, it is. It also makes a good old fashioned. I, 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 yeah. I can see why. Yes, I can too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. Yeah. That would, I think that's what I need tonight. A rye old fashioned. Yeah. That is very good. So, so I was in San Diego. Was it last week? Yeah. Last week. Mm -hmm. And one of my team members there um, convinced me to try a, um, oh my God, my mind just went blank. <laughs> A martini, a um, what is the coffee martini? Why did I just an espresso, espresso an martini, espresso martini? Yeah. My goodness! <laughs> and so, um, I, that is, you know, I love an espresso martini, but mm -hmm. I would never have tried an espresso martini with rye. No. And so right. he convinced me to try it with our rye. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness, it was outstanding. I'm going to have to try this. I'm going to yeah. have to oh, oh, I have one of my really good friends is really into espresso martinis and I I'll try have it. to try get it. her to try this cuz she's so we're getting her to try more whiskeys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I feel like oh, we should Oh, try it was that. delicious. Yeah. It was delicious. She she <laughs> will she will love it as you will also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. It was Absolutely. really good. It was really good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know we're running oh, short on time pleasure. here. 
Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. I am yeah. so happy you joined us. Yes. Thank and, you. And I, Thank you. And I, I want to extend to you guys a personal invitation to uh, meet Zach over here at this yeah. distillery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So we, um, close by. He, he ought to be willing to come meet you over here. Oh, someday. absolutely. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> so, he would. We are hoping to do like a, a whiskey bourbon trail trip um, next year. And your distillery will be on our list for sure. We well, I look forward to meeting you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you all have my contact information. Let me know when you're headed this way. Uh, hopefully I will be in town and have the opportunity to meet you here and meet you guys face to face. I would love that. I would love that Likewise. too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I encourage all our listeners to mm-hmm. check out all the Uncle Nearest products that that rye is something special. I really like that. The all of them, really though. Mm-hmm. I have not had one where it, I I just want to keep drinking them. They're they're very yeah. enjoyable, mm-hmm. and they they just kind of have that characteristic where it's like, oh, I want some more of that. So I encourage premium. They, premium. Are, premium. they are premium. Truly yeah, premium. Absolutely. <laughs> So I encourage everybody to check it out. If you're near the area, go check out the distillery and the the event venue that is now open, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Humble Baron, the longest bar in the world. Awesome. Well, thank. is there anything else before you get out of here that you'd like our listeners to know? No, I just want to thank you again for the opportunity. And um, I, I appreciate the time that, that we've had together this afternoon. Absolutely. Thank you so Thank much. You. We appreciate you Thank making you time guys. for us. Cheers. 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 Have a good one. Uh, a huge shout out to Victoria Edie Butler and Uncle Nearest for, for participating on our podcast. That was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. And I thought that I knew a lot about Uncle Nearest before, but I just feel like I learned so much too from doing the podcast today. Yeah. It's such val- like valuable information. And I feel like our listeners are going to benefit from it too. And I'm just excited that we were able to have this opportunity to have Victoria on the show with us. Absolutely. You can find out more information on their website, or if you want to see, I have a bunch of links put together, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash whiskey. That's right. We have a whiskey page. Thanks to old fashioned football. And the latest uh, post on there you will see is from this podcast, and we're going to have a whole bunch of information in there. Links you can you can click, some photos, there's a lot of good stuff in that. So and if you're following us on Twitter or YouTube, yeah. you're gonna we'll be putting out a lot of content for this episode with a lot of information. Absolutely. Uh, again, that was great. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yes, and that whiskey. Um, I always feel like people think maybe we're just saying it, not just saying it. That no, was phenomenal. That was very good whiskey. Yes. Um, from the for not having tried Uncle Nearest whiskey until this year. Yeah. When we were sent a bottle, the eighteen eighty eight. Eighty four. Eighty four. The okay. I apologize. The eighteen eighty four. There's a lot of dates. It's dates. Yeah. It's yeah. numbers. Okay. Um, that it is very good, and yeah. then. What we tried today, just phenomenal whiskeys. Yeah, the 1856, which is 100 proof, but does not drink like 100 no. proof. And 100 proof rye, which was very... I don't want to say the taste shocked me, but it surprised me. It was just, it was different. It was unique. And it was unique, For yes. A rye. Very unique, mm-hmm. but very, very good. Um, I, I mentioned it when we were doing our interview. These have a... Unique characteristic that I just want to keep having sips mm-hmm. of them because they are so enjoyable. And I feel like you pick up a little bit different each time. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, 
my whiskey is almost gone. How about you? Same. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.